Alright, we're fucking live, bro, bro. How goes it? Dude, happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, bro, bro. Alright, so this is my bro, bro, Jeremy, a.k.a. Gator Bitcoin. Uh, let everybody know a little bit about yourself real quick. They probably already fucking know you because I posted yeah. this on Twitter and it's all fam. We all fam by now. Yeah, it's a, it's a... I mean, I've been on Twitter now for about seven months and it feels You like make it sound like a drug. You make it sound like a yeah. drug. Like, I've been on, on crack Twitter. like seven months. I've been on Twitter. I, crack would be an, a nicer term because yeah. this is more addicting. Yeah, no, I, crack uh, would definitely be less addictive than Twitter is for sure. Yeah, yeah. I could quit crack no. way faster than I could quit Twitter. That's a fact. Watch, right? right? And, I just yeah. quit crack. I just quit. I just decided never to use it again. Yeah. Hold on, too. though. I got to make a tweet. Just quit okay. crack. Done. Okay. That's out. I mean, simple as that. I'm pretty sure I won't ever again either if I ever did in the past. So, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> great. Um, yeah. So, I, but but with Twitter, I just you know I I just love the idea of people asking questions and I can help them and just anything I can that's informative that can be informative, especially if like someone's in their 20s or they're younger and there's all starting out like trading is a new thing or investing is a new thing. Especially in your twenties, dude. Even savings a new thing. Like we live in such right. an instant gratification like uh, right. mentality right now, and, and that's a the masses live this lifestyle to where like if you give a twenty year old twenty bucks, they're not going to invest it. They're going to right. spend it. Right, and and that's like kind of um, the issue I'm seeing with like a, a lot of traders on crypto Twitter is if you give them twenty dollars, they want to go and take that and put it on hundred times leverage. And make that like worth two thousand dollars, and then say like, oh, you know what? But but you know they were supposed to just put that twenty dollars buy Bitcoin or whatever they like and just keep saving and saving. So that's the the difference, you know. What I'm saying, buy something. I'm not saying, you know, go on uh, go to the casino and pull the slot machine and gamble this as high as possible. You know, I see a lot of young kids at the um, the scratch off machines now. The scratchy tickets. When right. I was growing up, that was, like, for old people, like, senior right, exactly. fucking citizens who had, like, right. they were living on, um, you know, the, Social like, Security. Social income, Security, yeah, you know? they had money coming right. in and everything, so they, they could throw that away. But now, I see young kids, because they don't ask for ID at the fucking vending machine. Right, So you right, could be 17, illegally gambling, and nobody gives a shit. Right, exactly. And this is like the, the cigarette machine, kind of, right? Like, back in the day, right. there was a cigarette machine where kids could buy cigarettes. Kids right. are now There's buying these scratch-off, and they're they're getting addicted to that losing gambling mentality. The rush right. of losing is what they're exactly. actually going for. Right, and and that and that's why, like, it doesn't bother them with this, this margin idea. They're like, oh, well, you know, I'll get it on the next time. I'll get it on the next time. And, you know, it's, it's just no different from, like, in the slot machine and like every once in a while it'll be a winner but you're just accustomed to losing and you yep. just you get used to it yeah you, so, you go in it for that uh the nostalgic of the loss like the sounds the feeling the pool the action right. just that scratch the hearing of it the whole right it becomes sort of like cigarette like smoking it's a it's an oral fixation my arm is used to doing this if right. i don't have a cigarette i end up biting my fucking nails because my hands are used to being near my mouth right no um i uh I had to try to break the stock market before, you know, not looking at it. And it was tough because I was in, and it's just as hard as not looking at a Bitcoin chart. Like if you get accustomed to looking at something 10, 20, 30 times a day, it's, it's almost hard to just not just stop a cold Turkey. It could be just the same thing as smoking. You know, it's, uh, 
like you just you train yourself into habit like um especially on your smartphones everything is just like um like a, a click away with uh, you just have like the your charts on like a favorite thing so i'm just i just had to click the favorite thing one time and i got me immediate gratification of knowing where every price was at one time yeah and it's probably I a bad thing yeah, uh, like, actually, yeah. yeah, I was. That's what I was telling people when I took my hiatus last month. I didn't look at the price. I didn't look at right. news. I didn't. I kind of tapped out. And um, going from that to where I'm at now, with how deep I was involved, I think it's good to not be so immersed in every. It doesn't matter yeah. if I. It really doesn't matter how much I know what's actively going on in Bitcoin right. to the re results of my portfolio. You know, you exactly. buy Bitcoin, you hold it. Who gives a shit what happens in the meantime? It was supposed to be money you could lose anyway. Let it right. ride. And right. uh, just the anxiety of keeping up with it, it's just so stressful, man. It's not worth the anxiety. Right. And, and um, like, like when I'm working at a, a company and they give me a, a 401k IRA, uh, it's, it was, it's not meant for me to, to look at every day. I'm supposed to hold it till I'm like in my 50s and 60s. And just a certain amount comes out of my paycheck every yep. every month or every couple of weeks to go into it. But every couple so of weeks I mean, and every month, you're not examining. Right, right, right. And 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 even and but if, if even if it was just once or twice a month, that wouldn't be terrible. Versus, I mean, 20, 30 times a day, <laughs> eight hours a day. Minutes. People have right. coin market cap and shit as their live wallpapers. Like, yeah, I can't they constantly can't get away. Like, I I was over some friends' houses recently when I'm traveling for a Bitcoin event and. They were literally drinking, smoking, and having an actual party just watching right. the Bitcoin chart in the background. Right. See, I mean, it, it comes to like a sickness at a certain point. Like at a certain point, I got to sleep. I got to like disconnect from this. I have a family. I have, you know, it, it just, it, this is one life, but this can't be my entire life. How did you get this consuming. life started in crypto and everything, man? Like how did just, you end up stumbling into crypto Twitter and getting just, into Bitcoin? It's just, it's just like a, um, you know, like a repeat of the, like, um, the bottoming process with Bitcoin that it was like, okay, I saw this all before March 9, 2009 with the stock market. And it's like, I feel like I see this all playing out again. Let me go on to Twitter where it was really my friend um, who told me, he was like, look, um, you're, you're on this little, I was on this little page called Gainesville Bitcoin and had like 300 members on Facebook. And they're like, yeah, that's nice, but but this is like a closed group. And if you really want to get your message out there and tell the people like what you think about this, go on Twitter. Like he didn't know what crypto Twitter was, but this guy just said like, look, you can you know talk with anyone pretty much everywhere. It's a really open environment. And if you get your message out, people will listen to you. So, I mean, that was just like, I was thinking like, okay, it's early January now. And, and I mean, I want to, like, I believe it and, and I see something here and I want to make others believe too. So that was like the whole impetus behind it. And then, you know, from there on, it was like, I, because I own this like rally from the bottom that I felt like this is like my bull market that I'm trying to defend it. So I'm trying to keep making the comparisons between the 2009 stock market uh, after a crash to this. And so I, there's the same phrase, the wall of worry. Um, basically, that all real bull markets, they're not what you saw in 2017. All real bull markets are something that's two steps forward, one step back. And um, these people that are like the, you were just saying, that look at the charts like the, they have these parties, they're, they're going to get so Im immense in the one step back that they're going to forget two steps forward. 
Yep. So I see, we've seen yeah. it. We've seen it happen. Uh, if you've been in this space longer, I know seven months and all, but like, right. I've been in this space three years now and some change, and it's you see it come and go. Where it is perspective, right? Where did you get right. in? Where did you plan to get out? And right. people don't have plans in this. They don't plan to right. get out. There is no. There was never a buy price, right? Like they never said, "Oh, I'm just right. gonna, they just bought it." And there's not a sell price. They're just like, "Oh, it's going to go moon Lambo." Like it's that right. uh, fever dream that's going to keep people getting sick when they look at the price. Right, and and I don't want them to think moon like, you know, um, if I bought a stock or anything, I wouldn't expect a moon or Lambo in a year from now for, for anything. Well, everything crypto time. like Bitcoin's a lot different <laughs> right. than stocks in the fact of right. scarcity. The, the halvening versus stock splits and uh, everything involved with like the actual utility. I mean, right now, Bitcoin's right. biggest use case is speculation. But right. as that, we see companies get into this, it's actually being utilized into hard coding. So they're right. taking these pieces of currency, like a dollar bill of Bitcoin, and they're right. painting a Picasso on it. They're coding right. it. And right. now we have more use case starting to appear with Bitcoin other than speculation. And this happened with gold. Originally, gold right. was just speculation. Then we had technological companies incorporated into logic boards, motherboards, computer components, spacecrafts. Now we need gold for other utilities. As Bitcoin sees that, I think we'll see that and I'm not saying Bitcoin will moon or Lambo or whatever, but I see why people expect that because of that scarcity and right. the, the the only use case being speculation as we see. For, I mean, the fucking SEC is running full nodes, bro. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I mean, I think the cat was out of the bag immediately when Trump had the tweet that was anti-Bitcoin. Oh, from from then from then on, um, um, well, I, I could go back to that in a second, but... Um, what I wanted to say with what you were, I just wanted to go back to what you're saying with the, the new use cases. In 2017, because we didn't have those use cases there, when we had a sell-off, like we crashed because there was nothing under us to keep us there. Now that we have these use cases, that we had this sell-off over the last month, but there's more people that huddle and believe because of these use cases. So that this way we can have higher loads, like it, it translates into the charts as in people saying, okay, you know, we're not going to let this crash back to nothing again. This time, you know, if we if we let it go down, we'll let it go down only so far, but then we'll protect it at a certain point. That's what I'm seeing this time versus 2017. That I see this being a real bull market, and you can you can put your money on. What are your you know, thoughts like, on the market's uh, health right now? We've seen a pretty significant right. you know dip as opposed to where the year started right. ended. But we've seen a pretty significant climb as well. Is this right. one of those uh, purgatorial moments where we might see some linear movement, or do you see any parabolic uh, potential? So, 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 so I think the para. I think it's not going to feel parabolic, but it'll look back in time as parabolic. That this will just be sort of a, a steady, a steady crawl, um, crawl up, like I would call it a melt up. That um, you know, pretty much. We'll have our one step back that I, I, I would call the um, first, I would call April through June a two steps forward, and then the last month a one step back before another two steps forward. And and pretty much, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be all done in a day, but it, it will just slowly start creeping up to a certain level, and then that gets people more interested. And then Bitcoin's just the type of thing where as it goes higher, people FOMO, and FOMO's a real thing. And I mean, it's just that they don't know how to FOMO when we're dipping, but they FOMO while we're rallying. Yeah. Just, that's just how it is. But um, I, I see this being where 
um, we go and we make like another higher high and then we have another pullback. And I expect this to still be, uh, I, I mean, I mean, these are still wild swings, but I still expect this to be a, 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 a routine two step forward, one step back kind of a bull market because uh, at least until 20K, because there's just, there's these doubters that think, well, you know, we'll never get back there. Glass ceilings, or, or, baby. That's all that right. is. Right, right. And, and, and um, uh, like, you know, to be fair, for anyone that, like, was bag holders in the past, and they're like, oh, I got my money back, and they get out. Mount Gox. Um, that's know. exactly what happened when Bitcoin right. had its previous all-time high. We hit it again at 1100 and we right. had a decent sell-off because of right. the same people. And I've... I can't help but to agree with everything you're saying right now because I've I've said this like we when we see that twenty thousand dollar price again that all time high repeat okay. we're gonna see a lot of people because Coinbase was announcing that they had more active users than ever during the bull run so right. basically more people bought Bitcoin over fifteen thousand than under right. more people. Right got interested right. and bought it. So they're in a negative still. More people are right. in a negative still. So we right. have and to and see 20 right. to really get an idea of what's going to happen. Right. Like I call this negative. I call this like PTSD. That there is 2018 <laughs> PTSD. And this is the real thing I in the stock market too. PTSD. Um, right, right. I mean. Um, is that how you got your medical card? Did you tell your doctor you had Bitcoin PTSD? Well. I, I will tell you, I, I was in the hospital once and they told me not to have the stock market channel on. They told they took out the channel because like they're like, I can't be under stress right now. And, and I'm like looking at the ticker constantly. So just, yeah, if, if I could avoid stress in any way, like, you know, that would be helpful. Words of the wise, bro, bro. Right. Um, but but uh, it's, it's no different in, in um, stocks when we crashed. Uh, everyone was in denial about it or not everyone, but there was a good majority it didn't believe in that bull market until we made new all-time highs that, that we recovered the whole crash so i think this is the same kind of thing we have to recover the whole crash get all the people that uh you know just just got their money back and they want to get out i i have a strong feeling that they'll get back into it you know when it's 40 50 000 because they'll be kicking themselves why did they get out of it but it, it's just it's just one of those things of, of being patient and being rewarded so i i mean that's how i see this playing out at, at the same time, I say all this. I'm I always, I'm someone that I I only buy the dips, and I try to stress this to people that like I'm only buying when everyone's giving up and they're all saying that we're going lower. So so um, that's that Warren Buffett mentality yeah. right there. Except not so much Warren Buffett's Bitcoin mentality, but it is his investing trading mentality. And uh, to be fair, be honest, this is all public on his Twitter. You can go check this man's right. history. You've gotten a lot of credit where it's due on your calls, your buys, your sells, your charting, your tweets. Right. And uh, it's been really fucking interesting to watch your climb in this community just grow, bro. And your your perspective of it publicly is being, you know, rallied around. And it's just, it's beautiful, man. I'm, I'm loving it. I, I mean, what other place could we have this where like CZ Binance can follow me and talk to me? And it's like, I, how that's could a, I have That's a flex. He just, he just right. flexed on us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's just like, uh, like, how would I have been able to just meet him randomly in the real world with, without this? So, like, this, and, you know, maybe then, like, I'll meet him in the trip later sometime. Like, he'll come to Florida or something, and I'll see him because he knew me from Twitter. Right. So, just these little connections and how they can 
sprout into bigger things that's that's like what do you I've have any like crypto goals or ambitions in the community do you aspire to be anything more than just the gator bitcoin guy or is this it is I, what it is it, it is what it is i like to get to a point where i'm a realtor and if i could have like a business of referrals that everyone was like oh you know if we're gonna buy a house in the future and we're in america we'll go and reach out to gator bitcoin to then get a referral to you know uh, buy whatever house we get, or if, if we're in the Florida area, we'll just buy a house from him all together. Oh, so nice. that 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 I mean you know not not right away, but if there was an ultimate end goal like how I can better myself, it, that that would be it. So so that, you're a realtor at heart. Well, well, I'm I'm a realtor that um, it's the same idea as Bitcoin. Like land is is just yep. as scarce. And it's, I'm applying all the same ideas, but where I live in, in um, the, um, Palm Beach and Broward County are the top two counties in the country for, for people with second homes. Like everyone comes here to, you know, as a vacation home or they're snowbirds. So it's just, um, this is one of the easiest careers, not easiest, but it's just, there's always business for this in, in um, this area. It's just constant flow of um, people um, from the North coming down here and, um, and then, you know, uh, some people will come here to retire and then will happen. It'll just be the cycle. They'll come here, retire. And then as they pass on, then there'll be uh, uh, more house transactions where mm. um, their, their, their home gets put into a trust. And then I'm with the, the trustee selling the home to somebody else. And it's just like a circle that goes over and over again. A circle of real so, estate life. Yeah, you can say that. But Bitcoin goes hand in hand with real estate for sure. I feel like Bitcoin's principles. more scarce than land. Uh, as soon as you said okay. that, my mind was like, well, they make islands all the time, but you just can't make Bitcoin. Right, right, right. So I guess, well, I mean, in these days, and it, I mean, who right. knows, 100 years Yeah, ago. well, like, but right. quantum computing, maybe they will be right. able to. What are your thoughts on these forks? Because they keep happening. They're still right. happening. There's still forks right. every fucking day of Bitcoin. It is it, right. I, I, absolute insanity but i do got to give a shout out real quick to coinbase i can't do shit with the bitcoin sv that happened to appear in there that because i used to have an account like it doesn't do i can't do anything with bsv it's dead and all the exchanges that have done i think that that is an amazing rally to have around the community to say you know these forks are starting to get officially fucking scammy to where like right. bitcoin cash is now in that same category so fuck you roger i hope you like that uh that room you put yourself in with craig when we are we're all craig writing it right no i like how on coinbase now they'll have a separate app they'll say what's available on coinbase what's not available on coinbase and you can see now that you know the, the things that are looking like scammy they're getting put not in the not available category. <laughs> so it, it, it helps me and it helps anyone that's, a, a, I mean, especially if someone's a, a noob to this, that they don't, you know, fall for the wrong traps. They're all, it's all like little traps where they're supposed to just focus on the major coins. And instead, these are just like, like penny stocks there to right. just distract them. Well, so, it's going to, yeah. it's really going to keep working because I think I just read an article recently. We're only at about 14 million wallets, 14 million people, maybe potentially actively using Bitcoin, 14 million. Right. That ain't Nothing. shit. 
There's right. like 8 billion fucking people on this planet. So like, right. if you could create a shitcoin and call it a Bitcoin something X, you're going right. to get a potential because of that. And I, I just right. think that with mainstream attention on this and people like Peter Schiff and Warren Buffett even negatively talking about Bitcoin, they're still right. talking about BTC Bitcoin. And when people start to see other exactly. tickers, it's starting to trigger that, well, what the fuck is this? So... Right. I, I'm waiting that, for that mass consciousness to kick in, you know, like mass awareness where like if you put a gun up to a dog that's never seen a gun and the dog instinctively right. knows that's fucking bad. Right. You're going to see a shit coin and instinctively know that's shit. Well, well that's exactly. I mean, when the Bitcoin topped out at the same time, you had this massive rally with Bitcoin cash where everyone was like, it was new to this was like, oh, well, uh, you know, Bitcoin looks too expensive now. Let's just buy this other thing, Bitcoin Cash. <laughs> and then they had this insane rally, but that was really the top of everything. And then everything crashed after that. I so, don't, uh, I don't yeah. see anybody talking about a Bitcoin Cash ETF. So uh, no. I, I don't know, guys. I don't think it has much leg room left. Right. right. And, and like, if I have told, if someone wants to go and have a project and have a coin, just don't call it Bitcoin. Call it something else and, and you know, make a when gain your coin. Yeah, exactly. Just call it that and, and do your own thing with it. Just don't take the Bitcoin name like that and, and try to, you know, just you're, you're devaluing it just by, by overusing it. You know, just keep it just one Bitcoin core, one thing. So, so do you use, uh, speaking of Bitcoin core, do you use Lightning at all? Or are you still on legacy or you've been using SegWit wallets? I'm just curious, like, which Bitcoin <laughs> do you use? Um, well, I mean, it's coming straight out of my Coinbase wallet for most of the time that I'm spending. Oh, so you um, trade have, actively on Coinbase? I trade, but I'll, I'll go and, and um, pay for things. Like I'll have a QR code oh, gotcha. on, on my, my Coinbase. And so it'll be um, like, like my Coinbase account will be like my checking account and, and my um, Trezor will be like my savings account. Like gotcha. I, I, I want to I wanna ideally keep, you know, one, uh, one away from the other. Um, but sometimes I'll take some out of my savings and put it into my checking. I do want to highlight for some of the listeners the difference between uh, purchasing something with a Coinbase wallet as opposed to maybe purchasing something with a Monarch wallet. Uh, right. Coinbase knows everything you're buying. Just like Visa, if you go to the right. corner store and you buy cigarettes with your debit Visa card or MasterCard, they actually have that information in your purchasing habits, which they then sell to your insurance company, who then say, right. hey, buddy, you said you didn't smoke on your insurance form. I know you're sick, but Visa... Jesus said you lied to right. us, so we're going to have to tell you your insurance is no longer going to cover you. But now right. Coinbase can do the same thing, but exp expedite that to a whole other problem where tax issues pop up, where you get into Bitcoin early, you're, it's first in, first out tax, so you don't right. realize that the Bitcoin you bought at $500 is the Bitcoin you're using when you just bought Bitcoin at $10,000 to buy yeah. a, a cup of coffee. So centralized wallets like Coinbase have a higher risk of uh, privacy vulnerability with purchasing habits and 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 your 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 investment habits and things like that so i don't use coinbase actively anymore because of that uh, i use the monarch wallet but it's it's really up to how you want to do it i'm sure since you're a realtor you're really on top of your taxes i can't yeah. even spell taxes let alone know how to do them so like i'm i'm not so i just right. do the best i can to keep myself as far off their radar as possible except for saying fuck taxes pretty much live here right. on youtube Right. I mean, pretty much for me, this is just like a case of it is what it is. If there's things that I could write off to, to make it work, then I can. But I, I mean, if um, if my choice, like people are telling me like, oh, well, you're taking profits and you got to pay taxes on it. 
I mean, anything I make money in life, I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. It's right. just something I have to accept. So, I mean, it's something I planned for before I you know, made these trades in the first I place. I saw an interesting article about somebody uh, from, I think it may have been even the Federal Reserve or somewhere. Some, I can't remember who, but the article pretty much covered that it's starting to get harder for them to prove that um, – uh, income tax is mandatory and not optional. And this is what John McAfee has been you know, promoting very advocately that income tax is optional and he is opting out of that. And that is the, you know, I'm waiting for the crypto equivalent of the Boston Tea Party. Like uh, when I buy Bitcoin with US dollar, it feels like I'm dumping it into the Boston Harbor. I'm just dumping US dollar into the ocean. and I feel like that epiphany, that 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 moment will happen. Well, we'll have that because there is no way to rebel tax wise now. You'll go to jail, blah right. blah blah. You, there's a monopoly mm-hmm. on money. They could mm-hmm. take your house. They could take your car. They could take your savings from your bank account. They can't right. take your fucking Bitcoin. You have to give it to them. It's optional. Right. You have to sell it. Right. No, and um, that's why. Uh, well, there's a lot of places where if you want to go and use their websites to trade um, that are outside the country, they'll, you need a VPN for it because America doesn't want you to go and, and make money there, and you can't check. Well, no. Te- sometimes, it. see, sometimes it's not America doesn't want you to. Uh, I, I want to clarify this. A lot of businesses just don't want to fuck with America. That's really what it comes right. down to. It's, it's not that America doesn't want you. They don't want to fuck with America. So right. they they block the IP address of the United States, and then they don't have to follow any United States laws. Right. And right. if you want to go over there, then you use the VPN, and now you're basically a uh, walk-on citizen of that country. And you right. can follow their laws because the Internet isn't a tangible, physical fucking realm. You can't right. put a border around the Internet and say, you can't do this in this circle. Yeah, I right. fucking can. What do you mean I can't? Right. I think that's where Trump is missing this point here. This isn't like the Mexican border here. Can't <laughs> stop this. He's not going to build a wall limit. around Bitcoin. Right. You can't build a wall around the Internet. Like, I mean, they even made it where if the Internet was down like on a pulse that Bitcoin would still work from space. So, I mean, even then. Fucking shout out to Adam Beck and Samson Mao and fucking Blockstream and everybody. Dude, you can Bitcoin from space. Right. I mean, I think just right there is like a, a sign of superiority right there. Didn't we see somebody, I think it was a Charles Hoskins or somebody that did a ham radio transaction recently, like within this year? Him. I saw um, yeah, somebody I do a ham fucking radio transaction. Right. What, dude? That's like apocalyptic currency right there. Right, right. Exactly. And, and, you know, so these people are mentally ready for if we have like a financial apocalypse. You know, it, not that we want one and we want to be doom and gloom, but it's it does it doesn't hurt to have a rainy day fund or to, you know, prepare for, for this. Do you see things. a difference so, between gold and Bitcoin in a currency situation for an apocalyptic event difference? Because I, th- I clearly just that, do. Just that Bitcoin is is, is still newer and, and, is, and the people have already taken that thesis and have already put as much put it just that gold is just this older asset that people have already put that money to. So I think if anything, that Bitcoin should be equal with the market cap of gold. And if you did that right now, mathematically, it's around 400,000 or so, you know, so that that's that, that's just to say that Bitcoin, you know, th- that all the Bitcoin in the world is worth all the gold in the world. And and when you go beyond that, um, after not this having, but the having after that gold will be or Bitcoin will be rarer than gold inflation wise. And that's just on Earth. 
where it's just a known fact that there's planets and asteroids with you know tons of oh uh, elon musk has been talking about mining asteroids for minerals since like he fucking started ebay or MapQuest or whatever it's been it's this has been a thing for like over a couple decades about getting gold from other sources or even a form of like alchemy where like in in china they're figuring out how to create gold from raw minerals and materials right 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 so at the end of the day, then when the more that happens, the more that the Bitcoin becomes the real goal to me, or just to gold me, 2.0. to me, it's better in that event because you don't. If somebody were to try to pay for something in gold with me today, right now, I I can't right. accept it. I don't fucking know if that's real gold or gold coated right. or gold. We're not in I don't even know the purity. If that fourteen twenty, I don't. Right. Is it eight? Right. I don't know the carrot of it. Right. So, but with Bitcoin. You go to send me that on my wallet, even through a ham radio, my right. wallet will either accept it or reject it because it is or isn't Bitcoin. I don't need to know right. if it is or isn't Bitcoin. My wallet will know. So, right. you know, when it comes to dealing with gold, you know, I talk to a lot of gold bugs about it and it's fun to argue, but they're like, you know, but what happens when the internet goes down? I'm like, well, bullets are currency. I don't know what to tell you. Gold is not money right. when we lose the internet, you know, because right. no one's going to be able to set the market. Who's going to, are you going to go to the market and say this piece of gold is worth all your chickens what are you going to no. do when they say no it's not it, it, it would be the, the market would be set by the vendors like medieval times where you're just in your local market and and they're all just supplying to me, like a barter system like you know like like i'll trade you my cows for this amount of and gold wasn't as popular as cows people would much right. rather your cow for the chickens than gold for the chickens then they have gold and they have to go fucking buy a cow now but, but right right so that's that's how like I think of gold more, like something from like it had its point in the past. Like that was money, you know. This was before paper money. This was hundreds of years ago and thousands of years ago. So that was, but now we're in the future. So this is something that you know times change and things change, and so people just have to look at Bitcoin as just gold 2.0. Yeah. I mean, from how how I look at it. But I mean, if you're gonna do that, you really have to have a savings that like. You know, get a either a treasure wallet or something where you know you're gonna, you know, put it in there and. Just I'm not a big fan of hardware wallets, bro. It's uh, one of the things I hate about this space the most are hardware wallets. Well, I mean, I just want to put it somewhere where I know, you know, no one can get into it. it can't be. But that's the thing. I I, yeah. I can I can totally make you insecure about your hardware wallet because the problem is I know too much about them. You know, right. if you think your hardware wallet's secure, then you're just living in a well, Sloman Shield just, house. Like your house has a like... Sloman Shield sign in front of it, and you're right. that as secure as your Bitcoin being in a hardware wallet. That's that's the equivalent of the digital error Sloman Shield. It means nothing to a real burglar. Okay. No, I mean for for me, I just want to make it where I don't have to look at it. Um, I I, I kind of feel. That if I have this on an app, I think this goes more to like my addictive personality, right? That if I have this in a physical form that I put onto a, um, a hardware wallet and I put it in a safe and I don't look at it, then that's I'm less likely to do something like impatient with myself than if it was on an app and I can just go right. two clicks with my thumb. So it's it's more like I agree with you ideally. It's just more of saying that I don't trust myself. Well, there's safer means. Uh, you could use a paper right. wallet. You could use an, an Android phone that never touches the internet for offline right, right. storage. That's, that's what I mean. Is like but I hardware wallets are dangerous, man. Did you know that you know if your hardware wallet goes without an update, that your firmware has an exploit that could be vulnerable to a hacker and attack? So say you, you know, you're in a hospital because you're hit by a car. 
one of your right. friends breaks into your house and steals your hardware wallet, all they have to do is hope you don't wake up or whatever in time because eventually an exploit will happen. And they'll right. be able to bypass that password that you provided. And if you right. do not update that hardware wallet, you need to insert the, the 12 to 24 word recovery phrase or seed. Right. Right. Well, what if you had a house fire where you kept your paper wallet and it's gone, but your hardware right. wallet is in a bank in their vault? You go and get your hardware wallet out of the bank. You plug it into your computer. It says mandatory firmware update. You now can't do shit with your Bitcoin. It's gone because you lost your private keys in a fire and your hardware wallet has a mandatory firmware update that will not let you interact with your Bitcoin without your private seed. I've had that problem happen to me in early 2016 and it just, I went right into paper wallets as far as it goes with the Bit138 encrypted passwords on top of the private right. key. So even if the private key is exposed, it has another password on top and it's encryptedly uh, generated an algorithm password that I have for that memorized, not written down. So right. it, it does get a little bit complex if you go too down the safety rabbit hole, but I feel like unfortunately hardware wallets are promoted to be more secure than they actually are and uh the hardware wallet companies don't highlight the hardware wallet risks because you know you don't see cigarette companies uh willingly telling you they're going to give you cancer they had to be forced right. into it i feel like right. these wallets should come with a warning label that explains the risks of using a hardware wallet because you're paying a decent amount of money most people which is funny right. they have a hundred dollar hardware wallet but they got twenty dollars worth of bitcoin and thirty dollars worth of shit coins yeah, okay. they don't even have the amount of money invested in the asset that they have invested in the hardware Right, right. And yeah, I didn't start, a, I had a lot of Bitcoin before I even started thinking to get this in the first place. But uh, they, I made know, the mistake of buying a Ledger Blue hardware wallet when Bitcoin was $400. The wallet yeah. was $300, wow. Gator. Yeah, 0.75 Bitcoin. Ah! So, so you paid like $9,000 for the wallet now. And it sucks. <laughs> it fucking right. sucks. I can only have three currencies on it at once. Right. And yeah. I, I have to delete the Bitcoin wallet to use my Dash wallet, and it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a super fan of it, but uh, they do have their, you're right, they do have their use cases, and they do have their points. Oh, we have some questions in the chat. Hey, uh, gadget, no uh, get, uh, get, get, got, or get UK. How goes it, bro? Cheers. Hey, Boston, uh, clarify your question, bro, bro. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, it may have been something pertaining to what we were saying earlier. Just reframe your question, and I'll take it. And we have uh, Coca-Cola. Oh, shit. What up, Coke? Yeah, this is the Coke Classic. or Coke, It looks like Coke Zero. Uh, ETC, the original smart contract blockchain, uh, funding HTC la or ETC Labs San Francisco. Hmm. You know, I, I'll say this. I think Ethereum uh, uh, Classic, ETC, is the real Ethereum as opposed to uh, ETH. I see ETH as BCH, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Cash. Uh, but fundamentally and team-wise, it is the core team. It is the core everything, but it is it is the fork, and ETC it's, is the classic. It's it's um it's funny you say that because it's something that I agreed with. I was just looking for the right entry point to to get into ETC to do that, and um, it wasn't really from the price of ETC in dollars. There was a pair of it between ETC and Ethereum itself that you can Ooh. look at. And um, it's it's like a, a couple of weeks ago, it hit this this long term support line where it's really just now or never. And then since those couple of weeks, ETC has started to outperform Ethereum. So I, I took all the Ethereum I had at that time and I converted it into ETC. 
And the idea being that I'm trying to make more Ethereum out of it. So my idea of think, not trying to make dollars out of it, but trying to, you know, maybe I'll double the I Ethereum hope you guys are listening to this, man. No, I have yeah. YouTube videos that everybody can go back and fucking fact check because I did this shit. When Ethereum right. forked into Ethereum Classic, I stopped looking at Bitcoin pairing, stopped looking right. at dollar pairing. I only looked right. at Ethereum and Ethereum Classic pairings. Oh, and that's yeah, it. That's Everything else was dead to me. And right. bro, watch the videos I did. I did day trading yeah. on Jack's wallet using Shapeshift so I could anonymously, without KYC, right. day trade in and out of F and F Classic. And F Classic was 50 cents or something when I started really right. getting heavily. I remember when it passed like 15 bucks or something, 20 bucks. And I started giving right. it away because it was like giving away 50 cents. And people right. were excited to get 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. No, and, and um, I, uh, so, so from, from my perspective, I thought like we just had like a really strong bottom lately. And, and I've been looking at that chart. I've been showing that chart to people. What do you think's giving us this strength right now? Like, what do you think's giving us this strength? Because we can point I, out all the weaknesses. It's so right, fucking right. easy. I, I think that's I think that's what it is. Is that just it's the absence of baggage that it's like okay, you know, it, it pushes people into the ETC camp <clears> because they're there's they're they're just getting some seeds of doubt in their mind that like oh you know maybe there was this thing about a sharding with Ethereum. Yep. And, it's and a hedge then, against you know, F two point That's what it is. Right. Right, and and so people just want to be safe. They just so so maybe they're not taking all their Ethereum, but they're saying you know just in case you know and then they convert a little bit over. And I think people are starting to do that now, and that this is going to start being a, a a bigger trade coming up here soon. So I'm actually that's that I'm glad you you know that because I'm uh, that's like one of my my uh, top trades right you now. You know we're going to be in Toronto together at Futurist <laughs> Conference August 13th yeah. and 14th, and Vitalik will fucking be there. Right, you know, so um, maybe he'll have some input on on the the whole situation. So oh yeah, I'm that, hoping to get him in uh, in an interview because I have so many questions I want to ask him that nobody's ever asked. Like, are you still right. a virgin? How much money do you have? Like, I have so right. many questions for this guy. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, whatever you can get him to, to say on TV would be fun. But I mean, I I think he's a fun guy. So you know, you just well, you had a picture with him last time, like you were in the unicorn thing. Well, yeah, I met him in Hong Kong, and then I got to actually right. hang out with him in Ottawa, or was it Toronto, at the Crypto Chicks event, and uh, right. we hung out. He doesn't smoke, but like he was talking to me while I'm smoking a joint, and we we're just shooting the shit out front, yeah. and I'm just like. I love this space because of that, like the the, right. the the intimacy that I can get in this space. Like you said, right. you have like CZ following you. You met him. Like right. I fucking met the creator of Ethereum, bro. Like right. what? Can I do that with Tim Cook or Eric Smith of Google? No. Yeah, where are you going to run into Mark Zuckerberg, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's what's special about this space to me. That's that's what's keeping me in it. And that's early opportunity is the intimacy. Like any other space, as it grows, that opportunity for intimacy will dwindle. People did right. have elbow time to rub with Mark Zuckerberg at one point. Yeah. And that was at that, you know, social media, internet boom of that error. And we're in a different error boom right now where the opportunities are here. 
And you could either seek them with dollars, you can seek them with your uh, time and attention. You know, you can go to these mm -hmm. events, rub elbows, create a career for yourself, either podcasting or maybe you do audio graphics or you do blah, blah, blah for development. There's a company in this space that's looking to hire you, even if you are just a cashier at McDonald's and you know how to sell a Big Mac, maybe you could be a booth person and help them sell their shit coin. There's always going to be something in this space for people as it grows, but I think now is the time to really get that intimacy with the people. Man. Even if this doesn't go anywhere, the amount of knowledge that you can gain from having a fireside conversation with people that have really like gained a lot from this space by contributing the most, it's a lot a lot more refreshing than hearing the conversations from people who've just invested early and got out nice. Right. You know, it's a right. totally different uh, comfort mentality to get when you're talking to the people that actually built the things rather than the people that speculated on them. Right. And uh, like um, I was in this co this conference in Miami for Cardano and um, Charles Hopkins was there and everything in April. And um, this guy that was there, Crypto Ran Man, like he was just sitting at a table and um, I didn't know too much about him at the time, but I just wanted to let like, pick his brain. Like, like I was just, I, I just go up to him and I'm saying, "Hey, look, this is what I think is going on with Bitcoin right now." And then, like, I was comparing it to the stock market and was like, "Just what do you think about this?" And like, he he heard me out. He, like, then we, you know, we it went to going into like a 20, 30 minute conversation where we're just sitting there eating food and talking, and that was just so cool. Like how. You know, like these people will take time out of their lives where they're just like, oh, I'm not too busy for you. I, I will, you know, stay by here and we'll have this conversation because we're two intellectual people. Right. You That's how I felt. It, like class or status. That's how I know? felt when I met Charles Hoskins. I met him a few right. times and I recently actually, again, I get to hang out with people, right? So I was hanging out with Charles Hoskins. He actually signed. I have a physical uh, like card that has uh, Cardano on it. And he signed right. my card, and uh, again, <laughs> I don't know if these people mind me saying this, but like I'm smoking a joint outside of consensus, and Charles comes out of consensus, puts his arm around me, and he's like, "Come on, we're going to the polymath event." Yeah. I'm like, oh, nice. I'm going to polymath event with Charles. Okay, let's go." And the funniest part of this was I actually created the first security token on polymath because Charles brought me to the party. Right, exactly. See, that's karma. It's just all things will work out that way. So good energy you know, by, in this space, man. So right. such good energy. It, it, it's hard to stay away from some of the bad energy because there's a lot of wolves in in sheep's clothing. But yeah. after a while, you start to you can smell you can smell out the wolves, man. And it, it's these events are starting to get more pure. That's why I like futurist. It's a pure event. Right. Well, I mean, they they just came up. They keep coming out with with guest speakers day after day. And I, um, I know this one, the one that I want to see the most has nothing to do with blockchain, but I was like, I want to hear what he has to say about blockchain and they're going to have Larry King there. And I was thinking to myself, wow, um, you know, this he's there again this year, the past, but yeah, they said Larry King is going to be there. He was there last year. He's fucking amazing. Hold up. Sorry right, to interrupt. Right. You do know last year he talked to Charles Hoskins on stage about cocaine on the blockchain. Right, right. So he's going to have he, these, these kinds of discussions again. He's so outside the box that he's seeing right. the big picture. Right, right. And I, and I love that because he's just as old as Warren Buffett, but he's, he gets it generation-wise. Like, he can get our generation. He's seen so, technology change the world several right. times over several decades, and he's not linear mindset. Like, Peter Schiff right. and all these older investors, Warren Buffett and these guys, the older guys of this, you know, investment world – their linear thought process has been nothing but success for them. 
But Larry right. King has always had to be like a, a puzzle of sorts to, to seek success. And he's used yeah. to seeing things not move linearly to reach success. So, yeah, again, yeah, I'm excited. I didn't know he was going to be there again this year. No, when I saw that, that was like eye popping for me. And I was, uh, if there was one person I could get an autograph or take a picture with, especially because he's getting older and just to say that, hey, I got to see my My stuff. boy just said he's smoking Gorilla Glue number four. Bruh, same. Same. Love it. I'm smoking with you, bro, bro. If hey, my hey, lighter will work, because my lighter died right before the live stream. I got a, um, OG cookies in my, my vape. I love it. That's for you, bro, bro. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, it'll be not, it, it, and maybe you'll know the spots in Toronto. Um, that's like the, it's like I want to get off. The you want to get a fake then, ID? Uh, well, Remember my need... Satoshi Nakamoto driver's oh, license? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to get, get a Gator Bitcoin driver's license. Okay. <coughs> so, oh, they make it there? Then totally. That'll oh, it's, be, um... it's a real ID. It will scan because it's a copy of your real yeah. driver's license. So if they scan the copy, it actually comes up with your real information. Okay. Yeah, that would be um, like because I'm trying to make a bucket list of things to do while I'm there. That would be added to the bucket list. Oh, at, at Tokyo smoke, dude. Oh man, we're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll. I think maybe you might be like on another level than than I do, like knowing this stuff. Like, cause cause you knew Medman. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. In the chat, Bazen Bazen. Uh, he said that he was the one smoking with me when Charles invited me to the polymath event. I have a fucking witness. Shout out, bro, bro. Small yeah. world, man. I, like this is the thing I love about the space. Is like you know my my buddy here. I, I I can't tell your username from you in real life. I'm so sorry. But like we were smoking together, and that's why I like going to these events to meet and interact and actually hang out. Like we've known each other online, but we never got to hang out yet. Right, right, and and like that's I, what I look I, forward to the most. Like fuck Larry King. Fuck right. all that. Like, that's, it's all frivolous. That means nothing to my life. But, like, hanging out with you, smoking, getting to meet you, like, that's going to be more impactful than sitting in a room listening to Larry King. I can get that on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So, it's all about those moments for, for me, for, you know, personally. So, I I have it, like, I'm so sad with these things. Um, and What are some was, of the things on your bucket list? I'm so interested now. Right, um... So apparently, the, the and I found this out a couple of weeks ago. It was just a happy coincidence. I'm a big wrestling fan, and the pay-per-view SummerSlam is going to be there on Sunday. Um, so, so I had it where I was going to go get there on Sunday, leave on Thursday, and I I paid like you know some some money to scalper to to get this. But it was like I'm coming in right off the plane. I'm like gonna go to to my place just to drop off my luggage, and then I'm going straight to the stadium, and I'm seeing SummerSlam. What day is um, that? What number date? Yeah, on, on, on the Sunday. Yeah. On what the, day is uh, that? The on number. the 11th. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. You're getting in a day before me. I remember you right. tweeted out, and I couldn't make it. No, no, no. But but see, the thing is, then they're having like a back to back thing the next night, where then they're gonna be on Monday Night Raw also, like from the same place. So then I'm I'm going to both of these things back to back. Then um, uh, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, like during the days, we got the, the blockchain conferences. And then at Tuesday night, I got um, tickets to go see the Toronto Blue Jays play. So all of it's all like all in the same little downtown area. And I just want to hit all the spots. 
And then someone talked to me about um, this thing called the CN Tower that's like you could see everything from the very top. So Good food. If I can, if I can hit up all those things, you know, that that's my bucket list right there. It was I could say like I enjoyed Toronto. Like besides just being there at the conference itself, that's that's one part. But if I didn't do all those other things, I'd be kicking myself. I got you. So, yeah, dude. I know Canada is a beautiful place, man. Uh, yeah. And oh, shit, Steve. I know who the guy is in the chat now. Steve, the okay. photographer. All right. This dude, my bro bro, took a picture of me and uh, Ron Paul together. And it's oh, like cool. the best fuck. Dude, it's my Tinder. Pr if you find me on Tinder, the first photo on Tinder is me with Ron Paul. I fucking love that photo, bro. So, Steve, I love you, bro. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being in the chat, dude. Oh, yeah, I, would, I, I, I can't I, wait to meet you at another event. Yeah, I'd like to see that sometime. That would be really fun. Yeah, dude, um, it was really cool, dude. The consensus was a lot of fun, man. It, it's just, uh, again, guys, don't give these companies your money. Just go to the lobby, yeah. hang out in the lobby, or out front. You'll hang out with everybody. Fuck that ticket shit. Right, right. And, and for, for me, like, I, t I told people um, in Toronto, I said if um, – you know, if, if someone for whatever reason they can't go make the conference, I will go and like Uber to wherever they're at and I'll go to like whatever meetup they want. If they want a cup of coffee somewhere, just so that I, I want to feel like, you know, everyone, I got a chance to see everyone. Well, Futurist has a free, a free lawn and a free pier that people can uh, uh, go to. So it doesn't, you don't need right. a ticket. And there's some outside uh, concessions and booths and stuff. So there's a lot to do for free. So uh, where they right, had this great. venue, uh, uh, it's usually a nightclub and stuff like that. Last time I right. was there, there was a movie being produced right in the parking lot across oh, the wow. street. So a lot of the movie uh, production company crew were wandering in to the free part of the, the Bitcoin right. conference with, with Futurist. And the security and all, it, there was so much like uh, like synergy in that. And so if you can't afford a ticket to Futurist, I, I just show up to the uh, Rebel. It's the Rebel, that's what they call it. And uh, they have a free lawn area and you can hang out right. and Right, and, and I want show. everyone to know, they can just DM me, I'll come outside and say hi to them. I don't want them to think like they have to get in through the doors to say hi to me. Like I want to just be open to everybody. You'll you'll like, smell me outside somewhere. <laughs> you'll just you'll see the smoke signals. I'm like chief over here. Like hey, how are you? Hey, how are you over here? <laughs> no, and, and I can't wait. I mean, um, I'm just getting used to it now in in Florida, and and it's just it's it's still um with medical where you know people see me that I smoke well, and they're like assuming like oh well he's got a medical card we're just we're just gonna leave him alone. But there, where it's legal, the, the whole country, just, you know, just as of recently, I've never been to Amsterdam before. So this is the first time I've been to somewhere where the whole country, marijuana is legal. So that is going to be amazing. You know, it is. It is amazing, though. It right. is amazing, though. I, you know, no, nothing. To, you just go into the store, just buy whatever you want. You don't have to, like, show your prescriptions. You don't have There's no regulations. Just do what you want. That's that's. There freedom. are some regulations I will highlight though. In Canada, uh, it was so August or no October, October sixteenth, cannabis went legal uh, nationwide in Canada. Before right. that, there were illegal dispensaries like. They, right. they were like regular stores, but they didn't technically legally have the license, but they were right. everywhere. You could get edibles with like a thousand milligrams. 
Wow. Unfortunately, now that it's legal and there are some minor regulations, right. I think the highest edible you can buy at a time is like 200 milligrams or so. Right. So I don't know. I mean, for me, I hallucinate when I eat too much THC. It's like LSD yeah, at some point, right? So right. Right. eating a thousand milligrams of THC in one brownie would just send me on a trip and it was awesome. But now I have to right. eat like fucking five brownies to get there. Yeah, you, you might. In, in Florida, what they do is they have a system where they give you these prescriptions and you have like these levels of prescriptions and, and um, they refill it every two months. So, so the idea is that um, they, they, they're capping you, like they'll have um, or, um, a oral prescription that's like if you got gel caps or, or like oils that you put on your tongue, and then they'll have an edibles prescription, they'll have, and then they'll have um, a smokable prescription, and then an inhalation prescription for, for the vapes. So they divide it all up, and then they say you can have X amount for every two months, and they, they keep these levels. If you go from one store to another, they'll all use the same system, so there's no like real way around it. So, so even while it's legal for me, I'm still like I'm still not really completely free right now. You know, it's I still have there's still lots of limits on what I can and can't do here. Well, in New Jersey, one of my friends has a uh, medical cannabis card. I refuse to call cannabis marijuana. I feel like it's like a racial <laughs> slur at some point. So just throwing that out there, guys. If you say yeah, marijuana, right. just say cannabis. It's less racist. Okay. And um, yeah, dude, uh, he he can smoke legally anywhere there's an ashtray publicly. So if right. there's an ashtray outside of a convenience store, like one of those put your cigarette out ashtray, he can right. smoke his medication. And if a right. cop walks by, he can't get a public citation for it. And right. I just thought that that's so empowering, you know, because there's so many moments where I have anxiety, like at these events that right. I just, I go outside, I smoke a joint, I cure my anxiety and I go back into the conference. Right. What I am committing is a fucking crime at a federal level by medicating myself. Like right. I, I want to get a medical card, man, but, um, I, and this is nothing to go against whatever, you know, don't take it personal, please. It's just, I, I look at the medical cannabis card as a as an elitism kind of thing. Like if I, yeah, if I get this, up. I'm incentivizing them to keep this up, which means right. the people that can't afford it can't get the permission. It's really interesting you said that because when, when I was in Arizona, because I had to go there and use their medical thing before Florida, like, and I had um, stomach issues at the time, they, they were trying to, there was a push to make it um, recreational there. And, and I think they, they got it passed. But the biggest lobbyists for it were the people that behind the medical um, programs because they didn't want if they had recreational, then all of a sudden their little club disappeared and, you know, they, they couldn't control everything anymore. So I, I imagine if um, Florida does try to, rec, you know, do it, recre the, the longer they let a medical program come in, the harder it's going to be to switch it to recreational later because people will get like too complacent. Could you imagine if you needed a fucking doctor's note to go get a bottle of vodka? Right. I know it's, it gets too excessive at some point. But you, you know, know what? So. People say that that what we're saying is like conspiracy theory shit. And you're just being paranoid. No. no, nobody saw cannabis being legal, period, let alone recreational or medical. It's a schedule one narcotic means it has right. no medical principles at all. But right. here it is in the United States where you can go to some and get it state legally recreational, state legally right. medical, but not legally federal. It's right. so weird to see the, the circle of entrapment that they have created to where we are celebrating the circle of entrapment that they have created. 
No, it's it's. I'm fine with it. I I mean, I can say I. There's a good chance I wouldn't be alive without it, and I could say that for sure. Um, that, Same. That I went, you know, so I went to Arizona, and and I can say it helps cure. It's, I don't can't I can't say it's a cure for cancer, but it certainly helps the the treatment process or getting through it. And if you have early stage of, of these things or any other diseases that w- without cannabis, that I mean, maybe these things are curable, but it's a lot harder to deal with. Yeah. And so, you know, you need to have a quality of life. And, you know, so if someone can live their life perfectly and they don't need it, they don't need cannabis, it's great for them. But This is a pretty you know, good segue on regulation talk because we're talking about, you know, cannabis regulations. We can segue right. that into crypto regulations. Like right. now that we're starting to see more mainstream attention, we are having, you know, mm-hmm. some banks are being publicly involved. JP Morgan's creating their own. We have mm-hmm. uh, the uh, SEC announced, you know, they're running, they've been caught out running nodes. Um, You know, they have lightning channel testings in government situations now, uh, you know, government. So where do you see the regulations in crypto being, uh, you know, on the balance beams of of toxic and safe? Because that's what regulations are for, right? They're supposed to keep us safe, but too much security becomes, uh, you know, like gun control. We have a police state now in Bitcoin. Right. So I think what's happening is they're trying these coins are, are meant to replace um, like bonds for savings right now because the central banks went in and intentionally lower these interest rates where if you try to buy these bonds, you're not going to get any money back. And in some cases, they have negative rates where you're guaranteed <laughs> to lose money if you bought it. Take one for so the they, team. Right, right. Exactly. So they're doing that on purpose to get you to buy other things. And then, and then these these coins become those other things. They become these other things that you buy just to to, to um, save for. Just the whole idea of the word stable coin, of of the idea of like, okay, this is your new savings account now, or this is your new piggy bank. So so it's for people that that want to have something like to to hold store value, but they also don't want to take any risk either. Like when people buy bonds, they're they're doing the low risk the asset that's going to get them a small return, but a guaranteed return. So, so this, these are basically just new bonds to me, right. uh, you know, maybe, and you know, the idea that they're run by corporations and not the United States government, at least then, um, I mean, they're going to, the government's going to try to regulate the companies and there'll be these back and forth, but it won't be as much manipulated or, I expect it to look different, possibly better, because this is more competition. This is this sounds like more capitalism. Yeah, I feel like right now class. we're living in a moment of uh, Bitcoin or crypto prohibition. We're moonshiners right. of the the crypto era right now, of the cryptocurrency right. uh, economy, and they're going to realize that prohibition didn't work for alcohol. It's not working for cannabis. Prohibition right. doesn't really work. So it, right. if they want to try to put a stranglehold on this, all you're going to do now is create dark markets or third party things where people will become brokers overnight and uh, they don't want that. So I think they're going to conform to us before we have to conform to them. I I think they want to make their own coins before they try to accept Bitcoin, but they don't. Of course. I mean, that's a last ditch effort. They have to. That's the Hail Mary, right? Right. Everybody expects them to throw it. Yeah, they're going to toss that up in the air, but it's going to be dead. It's that. and, right, and you right. brought up stable coins. Stable coins are the biggest scam in crypto. There's no such thing as stable coin. It doesn't right, exist. I, right. But but it's the whole idea of the. it sounds good. It sounds safe. 
and people want that that safety sound, especially when they think of crypto being so volatile and so scary. So, um, I, I but but I mean, um, all all this came comes back to to um, the bond market that um, the central banks are are their their policies are 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 only going to make crypto stronger, not not worse, and and they know this because. They're, 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 all their policies were meant to, to pump up the stock market, to bump up asset classes. And, and, what, and what the reason of this was is that people in these asset classes, then they get more money from it. And it's, um, you, could, you could see as the stock market's gone up or as, uh, around the world, not just here, that you see this, this wealth shift from, from the bottom go up to the top. And um, you know, the rich will get richer in this sort of situation. And we have less of a middle class when this happens. Yep. So, so people don't understand how big middle class is, or how hard right. it is to achieve middle class. Right. People right. think they're middle class, and I'm like, no, you're not. You ain't right. middle class. You ain't middle class at all. You think you're middle class. What's your bank account? Because you need at right. least eighty to a hundred thousand dollars to hit middle class minimum. Right. And pe- and people think that I'm rich, and I tell them I'm middle class. So it's you know it's it's also. Um, I'm sorry, sorry. Um, no, it's just these words that make people feel comfortable about their financial situations, but it's all security right. theater. It, you're, you have financial security theater, and when it comes right. down to falling back on it, it's all puppet shadows. You're going to be fucked up. Right. Um, so so all, all these things are, are why I like Bitcoin. It just can't be manipulated the same way. And, but but it's, it's, just, it's just so obvious that there's, the central banks are always going to be blowing errors into these bubbles. And so Bitcoin is just a, um, a consequence of, of, of making these bubbles over and over again. It was created so, so that if, if we're just going to keep, you know, printing money out of thin air to, to bail out every time we have a problem and, and then be like, okay, we're going to just keep blowing more air into the bubble, more into the bubble. That it, not, not all of it's going to go into the stock market. Some of it's going to seep into to Bitcoin. Just like it seeps into gold or other assets. Yeah, yeah. There, so, I mean, there's uh, what do they call those uh, alternative uh, commodity investors, right. right? Like, there's people that invest in weird, random shit. Like, even Pokemon right. cards falls into shit like that, right? right so, right. the that money will flow into the newer channels as they appear. Whether it be video gaming, now like uh, esports is a thing that has become right. an oddity for investors to to right. hedge some of that portfolio to. Bitcoin is as well. So I mean, you're you're dead on, dude. Yeah. So I mean, it's I mean, it's gonna come down to scarcity at the end of the day, and people just have to appreciate the math and appreciate the scarcity, and they have to look at it from the fiat side of it. The fiat's just gonna get more or, or less and less scarce and more and more devalued. And so if they have savings, if they want to have a retirement, if they have a kid and they want them to have a college fund, all these things are important that they're in hard assets and not in, in paper dollars because then it's going to cost a lot more for them to save and everything's going to be harder for them in the future. But they so think their bank's interest is helping them. No, but but so when they cut interest rates, so so we cut interest rates for the first time in 11 years. How many the people even time. know this happened? Right, and and that's the problem. And so because so, they're so into, you know, being Nobody got an email from their bank. <laughs> right, exactly. 
and, and, and their bank is supposed to let them know, hey, you know, now things are going to be cheaper for you. Now things are going to be easier to borrow. You like, should, yeah, everybody who has a bank account should have a person right. on their account at that bank. You you should know your, right. like, you know your doctor's name when someone says, who's your physician? You should right. know a name when I say, who's your banker? And right. that person should be helping you by, even if they say, you should probably take some of the money out of the bank right now. They sh right. They're legally obligated to do that, but they neglect you. Right. Um, so, you know, this is all sort of a game where, um, you know, the, the central banks are in this, this theory where they, they can avoid, if they print enough money or if they do certain things like uh, interest rates lower, that, that we could just avoid recessions for, forever and ever from now on. Um, that, that it worked in 2008 that we had this crash, but that they printed up money and that it made They the said this publicly, away. publicly. Yeah. You can go right. and see this being said publicly with words coming out of their mouth where the right. Federal Reserve is saying, we can just print more money. Like, right. like dead face, there is no problem. We'll just print more money. Right, right. And I mean, I, um, I put it on Twitter when they made this announcement on Wednesday that they said these, I mean, they say it in a professional way, but they said this, these actions were designed to, to, for, for the benefit of the American people, you know, per our mission, like that they have a mission to, to, to basically control the economy, to, to control inflation. To con and, and they said that the, the action was designed to increase inflation. So, I mean, someone who's, who owns um, saving dollars and they're seeing that, that means they're being punished for saving. They're, they're going to get less of the interest back in return. And that they're they're being told that their money is going to be inflated away. So 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 I mean, it, the whole point of it is to get them to not save. It, it's 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 telling them to go into this like credit card or borrowing economy. All things that are what are the reason why we have a twenty three trillion dollar deficit in the first place. You know? Did it hit twenty three? Yeah, or near there. Near okay, there. I was like, but, damn, I've been watching uh, it, and I took a t I took a month off, and I'm like, holy shit. Well, we just pa we're past the budget recently, so it's gonna go up soon. Oh um, yeah, I mean it's it, yeah. and that's what you know what though our government loves that number because the more right. debt, the more money because our money's backed by debt. Like it's right. it's a perpetual right. so, motion machine of fuck. Right. So I mean, it's someone, but but people, you know, if someone wants to have a retirement or have some sort of comfort in the future of knowing that the money that they worked hard for that they can have a nest egg. You know, they they just can't get it unless they put it into heart. Like they can't just get it by just putting it into the bank and just holding it as dollars. Yeah, and people don't because, realize how new this style of security really is to right, the right. human economy. Hard asset investment for retirement was always a thing until right. you know we had world banking, and then they decided let's try this experiment out, right. and it's right. failing horribly banking right. is an experiment that is failing horribly well the, th the thing about the credit card economy is that when things look bad they just give you more credit and then they just <laughs> more, more so so they're only, they, they're they only got us thing is, right right they just they just dig the hole deeper um and it just it blows my mind what's going on in europe and japan right now that they I, I thought that rates stopped at zero, and then after that, that you would go and you would have to do quantitative easing like, where you print money on top of it. And they're saying, like, no, rates can go, uh, well, theoretically, the lowest they could go is negative 100%, because at that point, you would give the bank all your money, and then they give you back zero in return. So it can't be negative 100%, but now 
Um, in Germany, we're at negative half a percent. In, in um, France, we're at negative a quarter percent. It, just, that, just that they could go below zero and that, you know, they're saying like, look, if you buy this bond right now, you're guaranteed to lose. And, and, it, and it, it keeps going lower anyway, so people are still buying it. And, and then they'll go and say in their statements, we're the buyers behind this ourselves. We don't encourage you to buy it. So like, it just take them at their word. And if you just listen to their words and, and you know, do everything they're saying, they're saying, stop saving and, and put it into this instead. And they, they want you to put it into their stock markets, yep. right? but they, they can't control where you put it. And, you know, the, the more that blatant and obvious that they do this, that these rates go lower, it's, it just turns people off and that's what's going to turn Bitcoin on. Yeah, no, so, and, and they're getting really good at those, you know, don't look over here, or look over there and charging right. you more for it. And uh, right. I think, you know, I, I want to say people are, are, are starting to wake up to it. And I don't because cho even children now, because of the technology they have in their hands, they're dealing with currencies all the time, whether it be Pokemon Go coins or whatever. Some mm -hmm. kids even have their own like credit cards now because you can use the right. tap and pay. So they're they're more savvy. You couldn't really give your five year old or a 10 year old or even a 15 year old their own bank account not right. too long ago. Now you can kind of uh, delegate that out. And now with cryptocurrencies, they full on fledgedly are their own banks. It's they're getting more familiar with how money and currency should work and how this currency, USD and fiat in general, doesn't work and it isn't working. And it's it, they're getting more comfortable with the uh, with the ideas of different monies. I've seen people hedge into, you know, like Pokemon Go coins and different like centralized, you know, in-game currencies like uh, not World of Warcraft, but things like that where you have these in-game assets and in-game currencies because they know it's a better money than their U.S. dollar and their right, kids. Right. You know, they right. can get dollars for their in-game currency if they transfer it to their friend or whatever. But it's going to gain more value. They'll get more dollars for those assets on their video games. Well, the highest the interest rates have been in the last 10 or 11 years have been two and a half percent. That someone can go and buy um, a 10 year bond, hold it for 10 years and then get two and a half percent back on that return over 10 years. So a quarter that's tax-free isn't it right, right it's tax-free but but what i'm saying is that's how little risk someone was taking for that and how much inflation happened in those in those 10 years <laughs> was it really worth the two and a half percent that you got back if inflation you know um if you just took the their their mandatory two percent inflation that they have every year and you compounded it that there would be 30 like roughly 30 percent inflation between now and 10 years from now and that's that's just off of if, if we just had normal inflation of a normal economy, you know. Um, so imagine um, it, it just it just boggles my mind, like how these interest rates could be so low and that people would still want to hoard them anyways. They would have to be extremely scared or in this case, it's just straight up manipulation that the banks are saying we're going in and, and intention like this is our policy. We're going in there doing this, creating inflation. Because if we do this, then then there won't be a recession. Or they're like, we'll fix our economies. The governments can spend and do whatever they want, and we'll be there to protect them, basically. Crypto yeah. Motive just some said something really funny. I think you might uh, be able to resonate with. He just said, "Rent is the only investment that never goes back down." When's the last time you heard someone say, "I signed a new lease and it's cheaper than the last one"? Yep, that's that's one of my jobs <laughs> being a realtor.
Right, um, right. I figured you'd be able to resonate with that because a lot of people don't understand that, you know, uh, even with uh, the raise you might get at work, with the interest you might get on your bank account, I feel like with the way rent has been increasing over the past decade, it has significantly counterbalanced all of the hedges you could make. You need these hard assets to counter this. Right, and you don't have any equity at the end of the day. So you went and put all that money in the rent, and you got nothing else to show for it at the end of the day. See, now, or- what I, I, don't, I don't practice what I preach, but I know what I should do. While you're renting, the difference between renting and owning, you should be saving. So if your rent exactly. is $500 a month, and mm-hmm. owning would be 1200 try to mm-hmm. save that $700 difference every month if you can or as close as possible. And right. that way you're already living on those means by the time you want to get to that. And uh, that's how you end up saving and getting to that point. But a lot of people, they see that they're spending you know, less than they need to on a house so they can go get new Nikes or the new iPhone. Right, or- and, and you see that, and then they, all, all of a sudden, they, they, this is the anti-Bitcoiner sort of philosophy because if you're a Bitcoiner, you want to try to live within your means. And, and you know, the, the whole idea of saving is living within your means, that, that this was money that you have left over and that you're buying more insurance and you're buying more insurance. So if one day you need this, then it'll be there for you. So, so I mean, that's how, so if I was saving for a mortgage, I would save it in Bitcoin. I wouldn't save it in regular dollars because by the time I, I, I got to that point, for a mortgage that, that maybe then the mortgage was, you know, ex- more expensive because of that. So the Bitcoin at least hedged my inflation. So so any any sort of like long-term project like that where I'm saving for a considerable amount of time, I'd rather save in Bitcoin than in, in fiat. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all, multi- none of this is day trading stuff. This is all like thinking in terms of multiple years and, and going out further in time. So... Yeah, I don't, day traders have been getting wrecked. Even Tone Vase has been fucked up a couple of times this year. So it's 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 tough, man. But it's easy to do the long term, you know, just hodl it out. And if you can afford right. to, do it. You just ride it out. But I guess we should wrap things. I didn't realize we yep. were 15 minutes over the hour. So I, I, I feel like good. I kidnapped the gator here. No, um, fine. Anything you wanted to cover before we get going or just let people know what you're up to, where to get in touch with you and stuff or any topics you wanted to cover that we didn't? Um, just a couple things real fast. Um, so I'll be there um, in Toronto for the Futurist Conference, and then I'm glad, like you said, like if anyone can't make it out, uh, but we'll, we'll be in those three areas. Feel free to DM me or, or message me. I, I will, you know, go out to you, to you guys and see everybody. And then also, there's two places that um, if someone's in the Florida area, the South Florida area, I'm, um, I, um, I'm Tuesdays and Fridays every every week. I'm at the Smart Crypto Cafe in West Palm Beach where we do technical Tuesdays and fundamental Fridays. Um, we do analysis and get meetups um, and to socialize with people. And then one other place called the Blockchain Center Miami, we do crypto Mondays every every two weeks. So I'm usually there, um, like I'll be there this Monday as well. And, and um, you know, so, so uh, anyone that's in the West Palm Beach or Miami area, there's always gonna be um, something almost every week like where we could do a meetup and you can meet people and network. So I like to get the, out those people if we can, build a community here. Yeah, man, it's important, guys. And uh, yeah, you don't need to pay for any online courses or any paid day trader bullshit group chats. Go to a free meetup. You know, I do right. I do one in Philly here and there, and I know you got one, and Wendio, and there's so many people. Aaron, there, damn, I could, 
a lot of people do meetups everywhere. I know like a person in almost every city state that does a Bitcoin meetup. So just go to meetups.com or Eventbrite and check it out or Twitter, Facebook and get involved in these free community building projects because you're less likely. I mean, if you're going to pay a group leader a hundred bucks for the year, you're already a hundred dollars in the hole. So, you know, just, yeah. So I appreciate what you're doing, bro, bro. And I'll Um, see you on the interwebs, man. Uh, definitely follow my bro, bro on Twitter, Bitcoin Gator, Gator Bitcoin. Thank you. Thank you. And And I appreciate you having you on too. This was such a great time. Dude, yeah, man, it's only been my second podcast back in like five weeks, and this has been, I appreciate this, man. It's been a great show, and I want to shout out everybody in the chat as much as I can. So there's Boston, Coca-Cola, J-Mac, Crypto Motive, Dave. Oh, bro, Dave, hodl. I didn't even see you pop in, bro. Nice for stop. Thanks for stopping by. Nice to see you. Uh, Steve, dude, I can't wait to see you at another event, man. This is going to be fun. Uh, he's the photographer buddy of mine. We got Brian Jones. <laughs> yeah, dude, just say cannabis. It's less racist. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Agaritha, dude, Agaritha, we go way back, dude. Asgard, my bro, bro, like much love to see you here, man. It's been a long time and it's just comforting to see all my fam. We got PFC Wells in the chat, man. Like these are old school bro bros, like from yeah. the way back, way back. Uh, just want to say thank you to everybody. Thanks again to Bitcoin Gator. Gator Bitcoin. Ah! All right, thank guys, you, we're you. out. Have a day. Yeah, see ya. See ya.